This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another episode of the Did He Really Just Say That podcast, The Word of the Lord. Members of Congress, led by Congressman Ronnie Jackson from Texas, are asking President Joe Biden to take a test for his cognitive awareness, which is to say, his mental state. We'll talk about this in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow. And now Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoor, outdoors, all day long, and I do, made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, and they are, that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code JEFF. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now... I want to start this podcast on a personal note to give some background to what and why these members of Congress, led by Texas Republican Ronnie Jackson, uh, and what they're asking. In the long ago of 2004, I was living in Washington, and in the fall of that year, I was home here in Pennsylvania visiting my parents. The country was in the middle of that year's presidential race between President George W. Bush and Massachusetts Senator John Kerry. I was in the living room watching television with my dad. The TV was tuned to Fox News, and on screen was Senator Kerry. He was talking about terrorism. My dad spoke up, gesturing to the TV. What is he talking about with this business of terrorists? Terrorism, he asked. I replied, he's talking about 9-11, Dad. My father looked puzzled. I clarified, you know, Dad, 9-11, when terrorists attacked New York City and Washington, killing all those people. Dad shook his head. He had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Suddenly concerned, I pointed to the TV screen that showed John Kerry talking away. Dad, I said, who was that? His answer, I don't know. Suddenly, I realized my dad, who had a lifelong interest in politics and current events, who had himself been a seriously active Republican when I was growing up in Massachusetts, at one time holding Calvin Coolidge's old seat on the Northampton, Massachusetts City Council, had no idea not only about the biggest terrorist attack on the country a mere three years earlier, but he had no idea who John Kerry was. Thus it was my journey dealing with a parent experiencing a state of cognitive decline began. Specifically with Dad, it was Alzheimer's. By December, I had moved home from Washington, abandoning a job search needed to help me get a second career as a writer off the ground. I'm an only child, and there was no question in my mind that whatever lie ahead was too much for my mom to handle. From that moment until his death, just shy of 90 in 2007, I took care of my dad, watching his mind slowly deteriorate. I did my best to keep him involved and active, taking me, for example, taking him with me every morning, for example, on the short drive to the grocery store to get the morning papers. Dad, I would say cheerfully, what's my name? He would look baffled a moment, then give it a try. Jerry, he said. Nope, not Jerry. Dad, try again. A pause. Jimmy, he said. So I started to spell my name. 
J-E, and suddenly the light dawned. F-F, Jeff, he said. I would congratulate him, and he was pleased, and we repeat this every morning. On and on, this slow mental deterioration went, eventually with no idea, with him having no idea where he was or who either my mother or I were. After he passed, I was left to take care of my mom. She was fine, perfectly mentally alert, until she was about 97. My recognition of the problem was sudden. It was a Sunday morning, and I would always take her to church. On this particular Sunday, she said she thought a cold was coming on, and for me to go to church on my own while she slept in, a perfectly normal request. But when I came back from church, I was very surprised to see her sitting in the living room in her bathrobe with a husband and wife neighbors from across the street, neighbors who, at the time, I didn't know very well. They explained to me that they had looked out their living room window and seen Mom laying on the front sidewalk outside the door, outside our front door, bleeding. It turned out that Mom had forgotten I had gone to church and had gone through the house looking for me, and not finding me, she went out the front door and fell off the front step, opening up two large cuts on each leg. From that moment on, I would never leave her alone again. A few years later, when I spent the 2016 presidential campaign running around America for CNN, I would hire the visiting angels to be with her. Her mental descent, like my dad's, was gentle and gradual, but perfectly obvious to her son. She made it to her 99th birthday, finally having absolutely no idea who I was or where she was when she passed peacefully at home. Now, let me return to this letter from Congressman Ronnie Jackson and over a dozen of his colleagues. And I should point out that Ronnie Jackson is not your typical member of Congress. Ronnie Jackson is, of course, Dr. Ronnie Jackson. He is a retired rear Navy admiral, um, and he served at, in the White House uh, medical unit for three presidents, the last for, for Bush, Obama, and Trump, uh, serving President Obama and President Trump as their personal doctor. And he is now a member of Congress from Texas. Here is the amazing letter that Congressman Jackson organized, and it's signed by 13 other congressmen. It reads... Dear President Biden, we write to you today to express concern with your current cognitive state. We believe that, regardless of gender, age, or political party, all presidents should follow the precedent set by former President Trump to document and demonstrate sound mental abilities. The American people should have absolute confidence in their president. They deserve to know that he or she can perform the duties of head of state and commander-in-chief. They deserve full transparency on the mental capabilities of their highest elected leader. To achieve this, we urge you to submit to a cognitive test immediately. We implore you to then publish the test results so the American people know the full mental and intellectual health of their president and set an example for all presidents to follow going forward. Previously, while on the campaign trail, you agreed to a similar assessment. At first, you grew testy and questioned, why the hell should I take would I take a test? This according to an AP report. Later, you referred, you relented and said you were, quote, very willing to let the American public judge my physical, mental, my physical, as well as my mental fitness, and to, you know, make a judgment about who I am, unquote. As you may remember, starting in 2018, political opponents and members of the media clamored to uh, for then-President Trump to take a cognitive test. In response, the White House physician, that would be Dr. Jackson himself, conducted a Montreal Cognitive Assessment, MOCA, for President Trump, in which he excelled. Uh, 
According to Dr. Ziad Nasruddini, I hope I've got that name right, the neurologist who created the test, MOCA, is a simple screening tool to identify early signs of mental impairment. The doctor said the test is best administered when a person or their loved ones start noticing mental decline, quote unquote, particularly forgetfulness on ordinary tasks. MOCA results allow a medical expert to identify, quote, cognitive impairment that comes with diseases like Alzheimer's, stroke, or multiple sclerosis, unquote. This is pertinent since it was publicly documented during your candidacy that you had previously suffered from aneurysms associated with at least one hemorrhagic uh, stroke. Certain behaviors that signal someone should take the exam include, quote, patients repeating themselves, losing car keys frequently, forgetting recent events, and multiple instances of forgetting conversations, unquote. The letter goes on. Unfortunately, your mental decline and forgetfulness have become more apparent over the past 18 months. In March, you forgot the name of the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, and the Defense Secretary, though you had said Secretary Austin just a few minutes prior. The official White House transcript reads, quote, and I want to thank Sec, uh, the former general, uh, I, I keep calling him general, uh, my, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Additionally, at the end of February, you visited Houston to survey the winter storm damage, where you misidentified the time of day and Senator John Cornyn's title, and you mispronounced Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee's first name and Congressman, Congresswoman Lizzie Fletcher's maiden name of Peniel. Then, apparently forgetting the purpose of your visit, you questioned, quote, what am I doing here, unquote. The White House transcript from 4.30 Central Standard Time reads, quote, it's dinner time, good afternoon, or almost. Actually, it's evening, and I want to thank you, Governor and Mrs. Abbott, for your hospitality and your friendship. And Representative uh, Senator uh, Cornyn, I, I think he had to go back. I think he's getting uh, on, on a plane. He told me last, uh, he came in to see me last event, and Representatives Sheila Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia uh, Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, um, excuse me, Peniel, and what am I doing here? Uh, I'm going to lose track here, unquote. In May, you remembered an article from, quote, my fourth or fifth year as vice president, unquote, that said, Biden travels a, a, a million three hundred thousand miles on Air Force One, though, as you know, the vice president actually travels aboard Air Force Two. You continued the story to explain that you took frequent trips home that year because your mom was sick and to remember an Amtrak conductor named Angelo Negri, who con who congratulated you on reaching a million five hundred thousand career miles in Amtrak. However, the timeline of that story does not match up. Your fourth year as vice president would have been 2013. Negri's obituary states he retired from Amtrak in 1993 and your mother passed away in 2010. Finally, in March of 2020, you started to recite the oft-quoted first line of the Declaration of Independence, but you seemingly forgot the phrase. Listen to it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. Most school-age children could recite the famous and revered patriotic phrase by heart, but you could not. 
As Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin previously pointed out, and I would add this is before Joe Biden was president, with many politicians and the population at large growing older, quote, it's not hard to think that there will be future situations where the president's physical and mental state may create issues for us, unquote. At the time of this quote, Representative Raskin was introducing legislation to establish an independent commission that could examine a president's fitness for office and determine, quote, whether the president is mentally or physically unable to discharge the powers and duties of the office. We agree with the statement put forth by Representative Raskin. As such, we encourage you to follow the example set by President Trump by undergoing a cognitive test as soon as possible and immediately making the results available for the American people. Sincerely, and then it's signed by the 14 members of Congress. Now, to say the least, that's an amazing letter. And the request is nothing less than stunning. And note, the letter cites specific examples, as you heard, of the president's cognitive problems, including not knowing where he is, forgetting the name of his secretary of defense, mispronouncing names, and saying that he was losing track of what was happening around it. I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary. Representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, Pinell, and uh, what am I doing here? For Secretary of Health and Education, I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Bashir, excuse me. If Donald, Hump, Donald Trump is reelected, <laughs> Freudian slip. You know, there's two ways the American people get inspired. One way get, they get inspired is by great leaders who are, you know, called us to peel our better angels from Abraham Lincoln to all the way, you know, to FDR to to uh, John Kennedy, uh, Barack, etc. You may remember I got in trouble when we were running against the senator who was a Mormon, uh, the governor, okay? Because now you say, by the way, are you going to stick with the president on the following president, the last guy on this issue? I have more people supporting me in the black community that have announced for me because they know me. They know who I am. Three former chairs of the Black Caucus. The only African-American woman that ever been elected to the United States Senate. A whole range of people. No, My point no, is, that's not true. true. The other that's one is true. here. <laughs> I said the first. Back in the, in the spring, late fall, early, I mean, late spring, late winter, early fall, early, anyway, you know what I mean. At the medical school, or not, I guess I wasn't actually on the campus, but the people from the medical school were at the, I, I want to be clear, I'm not going nuts, I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke. I'm sorry, who was I supposed to go to next, name? Anybody? Who? He's saying that it was President, my boss. This is precisely what I observed in taking care of my father and then later my mother. One suspects that the White House will pretend this letter doesn't exist. But this is the President of the United States we're talking about here. And he's being watched relentlessly. And you can bet those watching most intently are the dictators who run places like China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. This is not good. Not to mention it is very, very dangerous. Stay tuned. This is Jeffrey Lord for the word of the Lord. And I hope you'll visit my website, thejeffreylord.com. And thanks, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. <music>